0: Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Jackie Rivera describes herself as a nomadic theater maker who acts, directs, stage manages and designs, and as such, is part of the Syndicate. Founded in 2014, the mission of this ensemble theater company is to, quote, produce new plays by women, queer, and trans artists. It advocates for diversity, both in how and which stories it tells. Syndicate members trained with City, That stands for the Saratoga International Theater Institute, a 26-year-old company known for its use of the full body, not just the voice of an actor. As a member of Actors' Equity, Jackie's performance credits include August Osage County, Speech and Debate, and After the Revolution. Her design work has been seen at New York Fringe, the Gallery Players, The Flea, and New Georgia's Space Jam. Jackie is also a member of Agile Rascal Bicycle Touring Theater, which works towards sustainable practices in touring theater. In fact, she and others completed a 1,200-mile tour through Montana on two wheels. So let's welcome her
1: and say, Jackie, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. This is great.
0: Okay, so let's go back. Are you a Floridian?
1: I am Mm -hmm. native Floridian, yes, from Tampa, Florida.
0: And always aspired to be in the arts?
1: Yeah, pretty early, I would say. My very first passion in life was playing soccer.
0: There are theatrics involved with that too. Absolutely, aren't there? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, throughout middle school and high school, I went to uh, magnet programs mm-hmm. for the performing arts that really inspired me. Because
0: and your parents thought you should. Pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that was fine with you. Well, you knew nothing else. I mean, oh, it yeah. was great. Yeah, and I started like in chorus and singing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly found theater around like seventh grade. Yeah, but it was amazing that uh, Florida's, you know, arts community had these programs. I went to a conservatory called New World School of the Arts, which mm-hmm. is a pretty high-ranking um, performing arts high school, but they also do have a college program. So that's where I really got my, my training. Your street cred. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so you graduated, and then what did you think you were going to do? New York pulls a lot of people from programs. Just from like regional right, theaters? Yeah, and, from
0: out— And schools.
1: Exactly. Yeah, i meant schools, um, yeah. Yeah, so— it, while in Miami, we realized that, you know, there really weren't a lot of younger people sticking around to work in the regional market there. So I spent about two two to three years uh, working seasons there, which is where I got my equity card.
0: Employed often? I mean, you, you worked a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Doing what? Acting. Acting in? Plays. In plays. Yeah. And then it kind of, I hit, as you do in a smaller regional market, you hit the you it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. you know. Um and I kind of I've always wanted a challenge cuz I can't be complacent <laughs> whatsoever. Um so I had an opportunity to come to to New York,
0: a professional opportunity or a social opportunity.
1: Like a, a housing opportunity. Oh, that's big. Um so I was like, sure, I'll go. And I was between shows, so it was kind of like a 2 week here and then I'll go back and do midsummer and then I'll come back and see What year was this? Uh this was 2011. This was
0: a short-term trip to come to New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happened?
1: And then I was very poor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. My very first job here was working telesales at Roundabout Theater Company.
0: All right. Well, at least you, was, you, know, you was were in the, under the related. same umbrella. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. And you, and you stayed for only two weeks?
1: Um, I stayed for two weeks and then I went back and did... I was doing midsummer at Free Fall Theater Company in St. Pete.
0: And so what did you do? Commute?
1: St. Pete is pretty close to Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I stayed with my parents. Yeah, it was pretty much—I was there for the duration of the rehearsal period.
0: And then you decided that you were going to move here more than just on a temporary basis. Yeah, yeah. And how much longer after that summer did you come here and put down roots?
1: I've been in New York now for about eight years.
0: Okay, so you pretty much came right away. Yeah. To try your luck. Sure. And did it
1: work? Um, It's been a rocky road, Mm -hmm. uh, especially because personally, I'm not um, so inclined to the commercial theater uh, industry. I mean, it's there and it would be great. And those are big opportunities. But I'm more interested in creating the work itself that is speaking uh, to the day and times that we live in.
0: So your interest is political, I use the term in quotes. Essentially Contemporary. Um
1: I would say social justice leaning. Um, right. That's
0: a better way to describe environmental it.
1: Environmental yeah. mm-hmm. leaning. Mm-hmm.
0: It's more than just hey, let's go to the barn and put on a play.
1: Right. You want well, that's that's essentially what it is. It <laughs> ends up being more that kind of like ragtag, slap together, uh, ingenuity. Right. Resource. But you want
0: the audience to think.
1: Yeah, it's really important that the audience takes away There's a from message. the work exactly mm-hmm. and has a conversation building between the communities.
0: So is that how you got involved? With um, the syndicate?
1: Essentially, yes. Because that
0: was, you know, several years after you got here. Correct.
1: Most of the syndicate had trained in the 2013-14 season with with City Company and their conservatory program, which was the very first year that they offered this year-long training program in Mm -hmm. Suzuki and Viewpoints uh, training, which is the base of what they do. So most of the syndicate was uh, assembled through that class. I came in the second year. Uh, and one of the members was training with us in the morning and basically just asked me if I wanted to stage manage their first show.
0: So you didn't have to audition or did you?
1: No, no, I didn't. Well, essentially, um, the uh, one of our co-ADs, artistic directors, uh, was working for city company at the time. So she was pretty much there and saw the entire year's worth of work that I had done, mm-hmm. which essentially comes down to being an audition.
0: <laughs> that you were acting.
1: Correct, yeah. And then Why did she ask
0: you to go behind the camera?
1: It's one of the skills that I've garnered Mm -hmm. uh, throughout
0: And that was fine with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm always
1: happy to do it. What's more important to me, it's not whether I'm out front and center telling the message, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and being a performer on the stage. That's one of the things that I absolutely love and is a passion of mine. But it's way more important for me that the stories get told.
0: Because not a lot of actors are stage managers or designers. I mean, that makes you, I think, a bit of an anomaly.
1: Yeah, it's a tough route. I'll tell you that. A lot of people in the industry really want you to be one thing.
0: And you don't want to be defined as such.
1: I can't. Uh I, I feel very settle I, it's, I get very restless antsy uh-huh. yes. uh-huh. uh, just and not having the power or the collaboration power really um a, a lot of theater likes to um tote that that it's a completely collaborative environment but in the commercial hierarchy of it there is a leader it is the director actors have their roles but there's not much overlay in terms of like an actor's ability to influence the story
0: So the syndicate was born from City Company. Yes. And were you a member of City Company?
1: No, no. Uh, City Company has been around for about 26 years. Yes, as I
0: mentioned. And so this was an outgrowth. Correct. Of that. And why was the syndicate
1: born? The syndicate was born out of seeing a lot of cis white men in leadership roles mm. in theater and and having the those people in the places of power to choose whose voice, whose play gets produced.
0: So the syndicate decided to take matters into its own hands, in a sense.
1: Essentially, yes. Um, the syndicate is a devising theater company, which is a style of theater that's extremely collaborative and ensemble-based. Uh-huh. So the tools that we've learned from City Company are, are those. But the content of our shows uh, is queer female voices.
0: And were they mostly new works?
1: Yes, either new work. The very first show that the syndicate did was mm-hmm. an adaptation of the Bacchae uh, called Civility. Mm hmm. So, essentially, um, their take, or our take, uh, I'm like the newest member. (laughs) How many members are they? Um,
0: There are, uh,
1: I believe there's seven or eight of us. Oh, it's small. Yeah, Uh yeah.
0: Tell me about the first play, uh, uh, the first production.
1: Sure, so Civility. And how did it go over? It was pretty great. Um, We had a run at the Brick Theater in uh, Williamsburg.
0: Which is Brooklyn. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. Essentially, the townspeople, or the chorus, as in the Greek Greek chorus, yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, were women in a book club. And they're very, like, you know, posh, like, pearls around the neck, you know, very, like, Mm -hmm. well-to-do. And then, I'm trying to think. This was so long ago, really, like four years. It was an entirely female cast, and there are male roles in the show. So Dionysus comes in and kind of— But it's
0: played by a woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So then they kind of, like, start through books or through this, like, energy that, that Dionysus has infiltrated their book club and is, like, asking them to read different kinds of books or changing their, uh, their minds a little bit uh-huh. and, and making them a little more um, sexually aggressive. and uh,
0: Upending their world, kind it, of.
1: Yes, essentially. Yes. And how was the play received? It was pretty well received. We got another uh, residency in Chicago, which is where one of our other co ADs, Mm -hmm. Eleanor Riley Condit, is based. Um, So she has a lot of resources there in Chicago. Uh, They got another residency there and did it over the summer of 2015.
0: So there was a specific goal in mind in creating this company, which, as I said in the introduction, you know, to get the stories of women, members of the LGBTQ community out there in a way that they hadn't been out there before. Yes, Although in today's world, that's now much more ubiquitous, don't you think? Or maybe we still have a long way to go. I, I, I think— I would straddle the fence with that a little yeah, bit, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the consensus around the syndicate is that there is a lot of work to be done, uh, especially when not just the intersectionality of it when it comes to diversity and people of color. So there's like the LGBT community who is white, right? You now, which who, you know, we hear mo- more stories about their positions of leadership sure. and power and not so much people of color.
0: So that's something that you're also trying to work on. Yeah,
1: that's specifically right now we we tweaked our, our our mission to be able to because a lot of us are white. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Hispanic, but I am white mm-hmm. Hispanic mm-hmm. to share our opportunities that we get with communities of color and and not just as like a tokenism kind of thing uh, for like a photo op, but to really invest in their message and the relationship be- between our company and their work and mm-hmm. them as people.
0: When you were growing up and you were acting, did you feel that you were marginalized as a Hispanic, gay, young person?
1: I felt more socially marginalized as a No gay one might person. have been speaking to you? I can only count, like, on one hand how many times I've gotten, like, a racial slur. But I've gotten a little bit more of, uh yeah, you know— Dyke and all those kinds of but I, things.
0: But when it came time for you, in terms of the acting, it was so obvious to you that there was not enough of those roles or not enough stories about who you were and are?
1: Yes. I don't think I had quite married my identity to mm-hmm. the craft yet. But throughout college or undergrad, I was faced a lot with my professors being very concerned about my personal identity as a woman or as a gay person, how that needed to change in order to play certain roles.
0: What does that mean exactly?
1: I know. It's very strange. So I often got, you're too masculine.
0: For this role? Or just Just in in, in in life?
1: To be marketed.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Which was their primary concern.
0: Yeah, we got to get you work. Right. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Which is fine, but like instead of you know seeing what i did have yes and, and using that as a yeah and capitalizing of, on exactly. that exactly uh-huh yeah.
0: so you found your home with the syndicate
1: i have yeah as a, a part of my sexual identity and my craft yeah i would say that that is true on the other on the flip side of that yes i would say that my other artistic home is agile rascal
0: Oh, the <laughs> – yeah, we have to get into that yeah, in yeah. just a minute. But that's also interesting because it's more than just your being an actor because you have these other crafts. And did you feel impeded in terms of directing or stage managing or designing because of who you were?
1: I think it was much easier for me to move into things like stage management and directing and And writing. you were
0: respected and it didn't matter –
1: What I looked like or who I was.
0: Exactly. I guess the dichotomy must be, hey, that's what the facts are.
1: I think that's just where the industry is right now. And there are baby steps being taken. And a a lot of work is being centered around who people actually are, like the authenticity of that actor.
0: The plays that the syndicate presents, do you find a very diverse audience?
1: Oh yeah, and that's what's the most exciting about what we're doing right now at IRT uh, with the syndicated. So you're festival. not just
0: preaching to the choir. No, mm-hmm. no,
1: no. We just had our first reading of uh, the first read plays, which is um, a three night festival of new plays by trans and gender nonconforming artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and Azure D. Osborne Lee had their play, had his play, and it was an incredible group of community and from. Levels of industry, from the public theater to the Harlem, uh, Harlem Shakespeare, and so they
0: came from all over. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. And that surprised you. It it well it, it did up. and it
1: didn't. You know, okay. Uh-huh. We made you know we created this place for people to for those kinds of people to feel welcome and to get really excited about new work.
0: So describe some of the works that are presented.
1: Sure. Um, so the syndicated festival that we just started, we presented first a solo adaptation of Maggie Nelson's Bluets, uh, which is a book of uh, poetry. Um, so that's
0: a one-person. That
1: was a one-person show mm-hmm. performed by one of our co-artistic directors, mm-hmm. Eleanor Condit Riley. And then now we're moving into our second week uh-huh. of performances. And so we have three New plays, The Beast of Warren by Azure D. Osborne Lee, Hunting by Nell Tankus, which will be this evening, and then The Desert Play or Nothing Like by Hal Cosentino.
0: And they all, in a sense, are connected by the same theme?
1: Something that you learn at City too, within the viewpoints, is like if you put things next to each other, they'll automatically develop a relationship because that's what our brains do when we look at them. So there are threads that like we hadn't even expected that just having seen them back to back, we're Uh like, oh,
0: yeah. So your company, you said, is composed of seven to eight actors Mm -hmm. and they perform all the plays.
1: Essentially, yes. Uh Um, We do hire outside actors to um, perform with us if we ourselves are not, you know, the right fit.
0: Uh, Have you been doing both? Behind the scenes as well as on stage.
1: This is the first time that I'll be performing with the Syndicate. Oh,
0: interesting. Um, yeah. So since pre- you joined. Yes. Yeah. Ah, how do you feel about that?
1: I feel very excited.
0: Uh huh. Um, Did you think it
1: was a long time coming? Or? Uh no, I only joined officially last October. So oh, all use. right. What do you hope happens to you? To me, Ugh. um, I'm I'm. Well, I I got into Pratt Institute, so I may be going there for my MFA in...
0: In acting or design or... Performance studies. Which means what?
1: Which is more dramaturgical, uh, more of like a study of performance uh, crafts and analysis and writing. Do you think you would
0: like to be a playwright?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got plays in me for sure. Yeah,
0: you've got things to say. I've
1: got half projects uh-huh. <laughs> littered uh-huh. around. Recently, my most specific like career kind of trajectory is um, I mentioned to you earlier before we started this that I live in a van. Yeah, and... let's talk about that. <laughs> yes, I converted a van. So I was doing a, a play down in Florida um, and I bought a van. This is last spring uh, and I started converting it. And it's a what's amazing about the theater community anywhere but specifically the one I was with is that they were, like, so tired of doing sets, like, building sets, that they were like, please, use use all of this. Use all of our materials and use our shop. Take it and take it and,
0: and run with this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you didn't have to buy anything.
1: I bought the van and, oh, Right. You had and to buy the van. some okay. hardware bits here and there. All right. There, but, but for the most part, yeah.
0: And because you had this under your belt that you're, you you can build sets. Right, yeah. You can Build a home.
1: Right, essentially. I mean, it's a baby step. So it actually started as a play that I was envisioning. I was like, okay, what do I want to see on stage? And the image of a woman building a house by herself came to me. And I was like, yes, tiny house. I've always been into the tiny house thing. Eventually I want to do it, but let me write this play so I can do all of the research and things. So I started doing the research and I was like, no. No, I want to do this now, like, for my life.
0: Did you have a desire to live in a van?
1: Uh, Not a van specifically. A tiny house or uh, my initial idea was like a shuttle bus or like a small short school bus.
0: Okay. Something
1: I could stand up in.
0: But that was transient. That wasn't... Yes. Well, that's my point. You (laughs) didn't want to be in one place. Yeah. And so you decided that you wanted to live in a van. Yeah. Because why?
1: Because You didn't
0: want to be tied down?
1: Because my Saturn returned, Sandy.
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
1: <laughs> it's an astrological event that happens every like 28 years. Okay, it's which like
0: obviously her. has not happened to me, so I'm not familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> so what does that mean?
1: Essentially, it's like a time in your life when you get to like almost being 30. and I was just going to ask you how
0: old you are. 30,
1: okay, And your whole life seems like it's like crashing down around you.
0: <laughs> and so you have to take control, no pun intended, in a very dramatic way.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And so for you, this made sense to live in some kind of a vehicle. Yeah. So you get this van and uh-huh. you're in Florida. Yeah. And you design and decorate mm-hmm. and do whatever it is you have to do. And now you go on the road.
1: Yep. Then I drove right back here for specifically for the syndicate's fundraiser.
0: Okay. Part. And you drive from Florida. Okay. That's one thing. I mean, I get it. You know, people certainly have RVs and do this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know too many people who live in vans. In New York City.
1: Well, there are many. Get out. No, yeah, there are. Now that I mean, because now- they're not
0: RV parks around here. You no,
1: know. no, no, no. There are a lot. I now that I am, I can spot kind of like what looks like a situation.
0: So there's this underground. Yeah. That I'm totally unaware of. Yes. Whoa. So you drive this van back to New York City. What do you do? Just every day move your van.
1: Essentially, yeah.
0: And this is not stressful for you.
1: No, no.
0: The cops, nobody bothers you? No. And you're not frightened?
1: It's all pretty discreet. I've lived in a lot of strange places throughout my life. Why have you? I think there is this theme of like constantly trying to find home, okay. like, what home is. That's interesting. Which is what I the play essentially is going to be about, uh-huh. this tiny house play.
0: Of trying to make the match for you? Yeah. Did you feel fish out of water-ish in Florida? Oh, or- for sure. Yeah. Is that because of your sexuality?
1: No, no, not not entirely. Just the, the aesthetic. Okay. The, the quality of life there. My father grew up here in Queens and my mother in, in Brooklyn.
0: Oh, so you've got that blood in you. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah
1: for sure. And they weren't very wealthy, both um, from Puerto Rican families that immigrated here in the mm-hmm. 40s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was really important for my dad to be able to, like, buy us a new house he in Florida. He made it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But to me, I always preferred our, like, very first house, which was, like, a 70s-built, one-story kind of, like, small ranch house. Mm-hmm. And that's always been enough for me. I've, uh-huh. I've never needed more than— Do you have a lot of siblings? I only have an older brother. An older brother. Yeah. So
0: this is just your making, and you are just completely comfortable, and it works for you. It
1: works for me, yeah.
0: I think that's terrific. <laughs> and I'm I'm also fascinated by the fact that you have community, mm-hmm. and you don't feel frightened. No. So let me ask some of the really obnoxious, obvious questions.
1: Sure. So where do you shower? <laughs> uh, I have a gym membership.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And
1: lots of friends.
0: And lots of friends. And this is working for you. Yeah. So then, that's a great transition to go from a van to the agile rascal bicycle touring theater. What the hell is that about? You're a woman of wheels.
1: So actually, I also got involved with Agile Rascal through City Company when I was training there at City. Uh, one of our one of the company members who was teaching us came back from doing a workshop in San Francisco, and he was like, "You guys." There is a company that is touring theater on bicycles. And I was like, that is so cool. Yes. And then I forgot about it for a year. (laughs) And then they came looking for uh, artists to join the group for the Montana tour. And it came through City Company. And that's how I got uh,
0: involved. So how does this work? I mean, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm in a plane. We're going on tour. Uh, Yeah, we're going on tour by bike. That's just crazy.
1: Yeah. Essentially, we try to find people who love being on bicycles. Like you can't come here never having ridden more than 20 miles. Yeah, no kidding. And liked it. Yeah. So that's where we start with. People who like to be on their bicycles.
0: Obviously who who are actors. Yes. I mean, and and sometimes or, or here.
1: designers or some kind okay. of crea- a musician. We yep. gather in a place for about 5 weeks to build a new play. Uh, We live in that place. We talk to the community. We learn about the environmental concerns in that very specific community, and we devise a show. Uh, It's usually a family-friendly show. Uh, We do them for free. So the
0: show has not been written until you're all together. Right. Oh, that's weird, too.
1: Well, the intersection of theater and cycling is very small, so we have to (laughs) (laughs) spread the net pretty wide Uh to get people so... All over the country. We had Kansas City, two people from Montana last year. I was from New York. The company itself is based in San Francisco. So we kind of came from all over.
0: And you rendezvoused in Montana? In Montana. And who picked Montana?
1: The very first tour that the company did was a really ambitious cross-country tour uh, from San Francisco to New York—that's
0: nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and where were you performing? In venues along the way?
1: Yeah, uh, theater. I think the first year they did theaters, uh, some outdoor park spaces. It it varies. It's essentially whoever wants us. You know, whoever's really on board and supportive and wants to do the marketing work because it's all very remote. Yeah. And
0: it's obviously very seasonal work.
1: Uh, well, this year we're doing a winter tour in Florida.
0: Back home for you. And so what do you do? You all fly to a, a place? Or
1: train, or some people ride their bikes. As, and some people
0: yeah. ride their bikes. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get a venue.
1: Well, we have a residency. So uh, in Montana we found, like, the Ursuline Center, which was this, like, old Catholic girls' school uh, that's now, like, a retreat center. And they loved us. Oh, my God. It was it was so great. <laughs> We had, like, full use of their whole, like, gym. And we had, like, these little dorm rooms. It was very cute. But this year we actually got accepted by the Aerie Foundation, which is— A-E-R-I-E? A-I-R-I-E. Artists in Residence in the Everglades. Okay. So we And they accepted
0: the Bicycle Touring Theater.
1: Correct. They accepted us knowing they only had accommodations for two people, like two artists. Okay. A very small apartment. We are a group of eight with bikes. Yeah, but they really wanted us to come really badly. Yeah, and they have so many resources scientifically, just like through the park, mm-hmm. through the national park, and so we'll have access to all of that. And really, this will be the first tour that we have that we're really digging in and like living in that wild. So you're camping, environment. essentially. Yes. I mean, I'll probably have my van, but.
0: So, you will drive your van Mm -hmm. with your bike down there. And then, while you're rehearsing in a particular place, are you also biking or that's just? Yes, we're training. You're Mm -hmm. training. I mean, do you get a lot of press?
1: Yes, yeah. Um, We are actually the very first bicycle touring theater company ever. What
0: are you talking about? The very first? I would just think you'd be just the very, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love that. Yeah, we're the very first. I mean, there's second, third, and fourths of you.
1: Well, uh there is a European company called the Handlebards. But B
0: A R D S Yeah. That's they great. do yeah. Shakespeare. Uh-huh. So you're able to marry this mm-hmm. with your work for the Syndicate?
1: I would say the Syndicate has really taught me how to gather community, um, a really specific community. Uh so I'm kind of uh the proponent who is recruiting for Agile Rascal a lot of Diverse voices and people to become our little clan and, and help us gain perspective, help us reach different perspectives and bring them into. Are the plays that are presented
0: with this group the same politically as the ones through the syndicate in terms of the message?
1: I would say we're m- meaning? much more environmental. Oh, that's a, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. on the Agile Rascal side. But right, there is right. community, there is. Diversity, there's – yeah. Mostly community, I would say, is at the, the cross-section of the syndicate. And
0: I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. a personal question that you don't have to answer. Okay. Do you earn a good living doing this?
1: Not just this. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Not just the syndicate and not just Agile Rascal. Right. But because this is a labor of love for you, mm-hmm. this is what on some level propels you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so I often ask this question of my guests. Mm-hmm. If I was your fairy godmother, mm-hmm. is there something you want from me?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is obviously going to be, like, money. Sure.
0: But do you want, a bigger van, Jackie?
1: <laughs> a newer van. <laughs> a newer van. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Opportunity. An opportunity to access the higher level of industry
0: what does that mean <laughs> I mean it's impressive but what does it mean so
1: we're like down here we're like stewing down here doing the work you know doing the hard work right. not getting I mean recognition is whatever
0: you've got stories to tell mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so you're doing this you just want it to be more ubiquitous
1: sure and do
0: you think that will happen
1: I think eventually yeah sticking with things, determination, those mm-hmm. things are still pretty uh valued for me. I mean, I'm doing this because it is my passion. Like this is why I'm I was put on this earth, mm-hmm. I, I believe, you know. Do you think sooner
0: rather than later that your play will come to fruition?
1: I I think so. Yeah, I've had I made some pretty big steps this summer on it. And um what I hope to learn from Pratt is also to grow my network and to keep massaging this time between an audience coming to see a play and how they bring the messages of that play into their lives.
0: And take the, take it away with exactly. them and expand that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah Because uh-huh. it's so cut and dry right now. You go see a play, you talk about it maybe that night, and then that's it.
0: And it may not have the impact and staying power that you want. Right. And that the syndicate wants its works to yeah. have. Well, I think that's a great way to end. This was a hoot and a half. <laughs> I really learned a lot, and I think that it's really very exciting that you kind of know what it is you want and need, and you're just going to go after it, and nothing stands in your way. That's impressive. Well,
1: there are a lot of obstacles, um, but I love a good challenge. Well, you manage, trouble.
0: how's this for, to drive around them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's terrific. Lots of continued success.
0: Let us know when that play is completed
1: Will and do. when it's
0: going to be produced. Yeah, I'll be in the audience fantastic. Excellent. Hey, Jackie Rivera, thank you so much for sharing your life and your passion and uh, your uniqueness. Thank you, Sandy. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.